This week on the Push Pull Legs podcast, we talk biscuits, phones, and some science. Three, two, and one. I'm a bit wet, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on? I'm not wet. It's uh, not raining here, so that's all good. Raining in England, and it's Jubilee Palava. Um, oh yeah, it's the old four-day four, four day weekend thing, isn't it, going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a weird one as well, because I, I actually like had... Uh, <laughs> I only worked, I crammed my five days into three days last week. Because uh, I had a wedding to go to on the Thursday. Thursday weddings. Leanne, what are you doing? Not the one. Yeah, um, not the one, are they? Let's be it's honest. not, it's just, it's just annoying. Um, mm. Yeah, annoying. At least this one, it was back in Essex and not Cornwall. So I didn't have to take the whole of Wednesday off to uh, do stuff. So I just drove back like late Wednesday to my sister's. Mm. It was fun. They've got a new puppy, Daniel. Little puppy. Oh, wow. Little uh, board, not border, <laughs> black Labrador named Betsy. Betsy Beautiful little thing. Yeah. Yeah, got a little, um, got a little yeah, but yeah, it's the um, yeah, so that's why I stayed down there for three days. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, I've got I get all the good bits of the puppy because I don't have to clean up its shit, so it's all nice. Just have to get yeah. cuddles and playtime, so yeah, that is what you want, isn't it? Exactly, so yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird vibe in London at the moment. I am, uh, I've, I've thought about it and I've decided I am going to stay in London throughout. I came to that conclusion because this, and I don't, people come at me, this will never happen again. Yeah, but I just don't, I don't get the monarchy celebration. I just don't get it. I just don't give a shit. And I just don't get how, yeah, you're right. It will never happen again that we get four day. Well, no, it will happen four day. It happens all the time every Easter. But I just don't get this whole, like, (laughs) I don't personally, like, again, this is going to sound this is going to sound probably pretty shitty, but I don't believe that there's much to celebrate about being British. Genuinely. I don't think it's something that we should be proud of because it's fucking <laughs> miserable. We're talking about, like, we, we colonized the world and enforced well, yeah. slavery and yeah. all this, yeah, all this took, every, took everything yeah. back to uh, the British museum. We yeah, can see all we, the world's we, nice artifacts. Know, yeah. And we, and we behave really well, <laughs> you know, when we go to watch football games and all this sort of stuff. Um, but like, I just don't get, I don't get the celebration. Like, I, I see people with the flags out and the bunting and all this. And I'm like, for what? Like, I get, I get that like there's some sort of history and tradition, <laughs> but I just think it's a bit over the top. And I just think take the four day holiday course. But what did I, what did I call you today, Daniel? A bigger. You called me a bigger. <laughs> I I said um, what did I say? Oh, oh, initiated. Oh, like Dan cab driver um, personality initiated. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was I can't remember what it was about. The, the, hey, the if you can't handle if you can't um, handle the truth, then you know, don't follow me. Is all I'm gonna say. I'm if you can't handle the truth. Away of here, unfortunately, yeah. I, I I have to be friends with you. No one else. Will. So um, this is true. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm yeah I'm I want to go check it out. I I will be as much as anybody annoyed with the amount of tourists they're in. 
um, I'm sure, because I'm like, oh, London, uh, I, I love London, so it's absolutely fine. But it would be the case of, yeah, I don't understand much in the modern world the role of the monarchy, but I do understand the economic value they bring so that's the uh and if anybody obviously they get paid their fees and taxes and all that kind of stuff but from the amount of money and revenue that they bring in it's actually unfortunately quite minimal um so that they bring into this country because of just the fact they're there um so yeah. that that's where i have to bite my tongue and go yeah would we be better as a republic or just that? I'm like, probably not, unfortunately. But yeah, I'll take it. Right. Take- I, I, I get that side of it. I just don't buy it myself. Like if people, tourists want to come here and spend all their money and think that it's some amazing thing and they think that, then great. I just don't get why the British people are so bothered by it because we don't, we're not bothered by it. You know, it's not going to affect tourism from, you know, we're not going to spend it. I, well, and I saw someone post over there. So it was quite interesting. was this whole like, I, I think a lot of people do the whole virtue signaling stuff at the best of times anyway, but it's this whole thing around, oh, stop buying plastic shit from China, stop doing all this sort of stuff. And then, but they're not, they're happy to put out plastic plates with Union Jacks all over them just for one day. Do you know, it was this whole thing about like people are, like Britain as a country is all well and good. They're all big on, you know, save the planet and you know don't use plastic bottles, but then this comes around and it's okay to then put up plastic bunting. That's only gonna be up for one day to celebrate someone's birthday who couldn't give a shit about you. Do you know, it's a bit like, that's the bit that I find funny about the whole process because I see a lot of virtue signaling from a lot of people. And, and again, like as a country as a whole, not saying everyone's obviously in on it, but as a, as a majority of people, people support these sorts of things. And when it comes down to nitty gritty of actually being able to do something about it. And I oh, know, got to celebrate that. It's the queen's birthday. Who gives a fuck? She's got more than enough money. She don't need your thanks or your congratulations. You don't need it. Um, I just find it a bit baffling. I just find that whole thing a bit weird. Like, if she, she should come out and be like, guys, don't buy single-use plastic shit from China. To <laughs> don't do it. Just don't do it. Just adopt a Ukrainian kid, right? And and I put the money there. Be better off. People oh no! Do that, don't do just just People take do that. take do take that. the Ukrainian yeah. refugee in and then get seduced by them and break up your marriage and uh, go off with them. Well. That's, the, that's oh, what good. being British is about. That's um, what being British is all about. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! That was, make, I, I, I couldn't make believe up. that. Like he, they were so open to go to the media about that. I'm like, why would like, you? Why would you do that? Why <laughs> would you like, go to the papers as well? By the I've way, I've got a great story for you. You're like. Why would you? Oh, while we're on the topic of Ukraine, actually, I'm going to make a prediction for the future. Are you ready for this? I think in about a year's time, what's going to happen is there's going to be uproar in Britain because they're going to say, these Ukrainians have come over and taken our jobs, right? Because the Ukrainian refugees are coming over because one of my clients has got one staying in her house uh, or two. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, she. that's what I said. She was like, I were preparing for her to come. Um, And I know my sister-in-law's friend also has a Ukrainian staying with her. And within two weeks of arriving, they were working out, they were trying to learn English, they were watching TV with subtitles on, you know, in their, in their house. 
and already got a job within two weeks. Already got a job <laughs> cleaning, cleaning in like, I can't remember one was cleaning up a golf club. I think it was like, you know, toilets, whatever. And the other one was working in a cafe because their English was a little bit better, right? And I'm telling you now, we are going to have this in, in a year's time. There's going to be the jobs taken up by Ukrainians who come over here, start a new life. Good. Amazing. Amazing. Good. And there's going to be all these British people moaning, moaning because they didn't want to do those jobs. And then there's no jobs available and they're going to moan. And do you know what? I'm glad. I'm really glad oh, because yeah, I'm... I I can't stand this British culture of oh, oh there's no jobs available oh, no it's just that being on benefits is more beneficial for a lot more the, people than actually well, getting a job. Isn't, isn't it frustrates like me. One of the first time now there's actually more jobs than there is unemployed people. Probably at the moment because because the hospitality sector. I've not been in like a pub or some sort of restaurant at the moment that hasn't been advertising for bar stuff or, or stuff. It's crazy, isn't it? But people it's, think they're better than that. This is the thing. People think that they're better than that or whatever, which I, again, they may or may I've, not be. I fortunately have like uh, a couple of clients who are restaurateurs and they own several restaurants and they're like, yeah, yeah. We're having to literally get visas from people from India and people from Dubai and sponsor them to come over because there's <laughs> British people won't do the jobs that we want them to do. Yeah. And they're like, we're, we're yeah. taking these people back. And that's because obviously the, the labor that was here on the EU clause that they were allowed uh, to kind of free roaming throughout the European union have had to go back home. And it has taken effect. It is majorly taken effect on the hospitality, hospitality sector because that was the kind of jobs that they did like pot washers and stuff like that fairly low skill but like still a job and i couldn't think of anything worse than it's well my opinion is that the gap between benefits and paid work is too small and therefore people go i'd rather take yeah. the slightly less money and do nothing than mm -hmm. do loads of stuff and just get a little bit more and they're like mm -hmm. of course of course you'd rather do why would you um, why would you why would you bust your ass why would you bother if it's the same <laughs> why would you and i don't oh, that's wow. the thing is that i don't even really have a problem with those people that decide to do that because at some point it's kind of like well the system's created that way it's the system that's the problem let's be honest it just seems a bit anyway before we get into politics people actually, have I'm tuned sure into I'm sure, this podcast yeah, then we've, i'm sure uh... there's i'm sure there's much more nuance to that but it was just as we went off on that because it was only because my clients my sister mentioned it and i was just really pleased to hear that Hats they were to your you know, client. That they were yeah. that they were you know making their way over and, and getting the visas and getting you know and, and escaping that you know i think is, is was great to hear and it's the first time i'd heard of it you know something close to home but anyway fitness, fitness. <laughs> yeah we all right yeah fitness. a little um, rundown we've got to talk about today um obviously biscuits um because I, I sent down something um we've got to talk about a article that was in bbc news today um which is about male and female times of day for training we think we cracked it all it needed was some stern eyes looking on it um and we actually mm. looked on looked at the paper um and then i did a little scientific experiment with my gang today daniel so you might find it interesting the results might be interesting to certain people and obviously i did get asked about some of the vbt stuff that i've kind of thrown myself into to do um if people wanted to if people wanted to know what i fucking do with it and why I'm doing no it. But, um, yeah, I know. Just, just unfortunately, I'm a I, I don't think it will be as big, but hear it now, thank me later. Um, velocity-based training is um basically to what GPS uh tracking has done to endurance running and stuff like that, like Strava. That's what mm -hmm. VBT should be for resistance and weight training. 
putting it out there. That's that's my claim. Um, mm. I like to think I've got some sort of scientific brain, and it, I just it's got it. Just makes sense, unfortunately. And I love finding yeah. flaws in shit. Love finding flaws in shit and going, "This is wrong. This is stupid." And I'm like, you know what? I believe this shit. Maybe I'm going full mm. potato. I'm sure it'll be six months down time. You'll be like, oh, lol, remember what you talked about? Um, All right, Joel. But... <laughs> Calm down, Joel. <laughs> oh, you... yeah, Jesus. He did yeah. another fucking stupid thing the other week. I'd oh, I know. But it's, he needs yeah, to have a feature on this fucking podcast, I think. <laughs> anyway, um, let's go lighthearted. Biscuits. Because, mm. um, yeah, yeah, mate. I sent that little uh, biscuit tier ranking. So what we got? Let's just just go with agree, disagree. That kind of comment, I believe. So we've got diamonds, gold, I guess, silver, and bronze on a tier system. Which none of them are bad, are they? So they're not. They're like it's not like this is shit tier. Like grow up yeah. tier. Like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, in the diamond category, custard creams, chocolate digestive, Oreos, and jammy Dodgers. Chocolate digest- digestive can get in the sea from that tier. There's no way that belongs in that tier. That shouldn't be in that tier. No. Chocolate digestive with caramel in, however, now you're talking. Mm, now, you're, now you're talking. The caramel makes all the difference though in that. For me, mm, so it does. Um, I think Oreos again good. I prefer the chocolate dipped Oreos because a bit more decadent, aren't they? they um, are, yeah. I'm quite surprised to be honest that they haven't got the M&S extremely chocolatey. Christmas box at the top because that's that is the best chocolate box you can, you, can, <laughs> you can get because it's more chocolate than biscuit but you know whatever um hey no um I'm sorry but I need to check in on Dan on this because when I visited Daniel um I did bring some biscuits from Fortnum Mason have you yeah. tried them yes I have and they oh have- they're they were very, very good. You could not eat more than one of those in a go. No, you like, cannot. They, are like, I, they were in our fridge for ages because I just I couldn't have more than one. And like they are more chocolate than biscuit. They really oh, yeah. are like so good, so so good. They, they are they are big. They are big mm. and yeah, chocolatey. I did think that, and I was just like, I need to check in where he's fucking had it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, because obviously I brought in like treats as as you go around somebody's house that you should bring things. Shock, um, and then within a day he'd eaten all the fucking Harry bows. Fuck me, yeah, <laughs> giant giant bag of Harry bows, like ten quid a fucking packet, massive ones. And then it's like I was like, yep, yeah, bought these for Isabel. You're like, fuck off, have you? Yeah, um, looking. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, yeah, I do, custard creams are standardly good. I do love a custard cream, mm. so it's fine. I'm happy with that. Chocolate digestive doesn't need brilliant on there. Oreo, I'd like, but I'm not. I don't crave Oreos. I get sick of them if I have too many. Yeah, like, Oreos Meh. like they're a big thing over here in Dubai, bigger than they are in the UK. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I agree with you. They're not. I've literally just had some before we came on air. Actually, four of them. <laughs> um, they're, they're not. They're not anywhere near British biscuits. British biscuits no. are a million times better than than any American form of biscuit um they don't belong in that tier i think the only one that belongs in that tier is the um the first one you said what was that custard custard cream custard cream i mean oh, what yeah, a biscuit, yeah. by the way. right um no, so, yeah, that's the only one that, jammy dodgers are good as well but good but not like there right they're not yeah. diamond tier are they that's why i, think well, I love i like the jam but i the the, the dodger part of it isn't as good i feel like the biscuit could be better 
It's more like yeah, a shortbready kind of. Yeah, it's too crumbly. Biscuit, it? It's not a biscuit, yeah, yeah, yeah. is it? It's not a biscuit. Uh, I then, think in the, in the diamonds here, you need to have jam creams. If you, jammy Dodgers, they're better than Jammy Dodgers. Jam creams are better. Yeah. That's kind of a, that's kind of halfway between a Jammy Dodger and a custard cream. So you can't go wrong with that jam cream. Um, I also like a Viennese finger with the chocolate in the middle. You know the two the, the two Viennese fingers with chocolate sandwich between them. What were they actually is called? That, something I'm sure. Is it um, not just a Viennese whirl? No, because they're the whirls, Tom. I'm talking about the finger one, chocolate <laughs> in the middle. You've got chocolate that binds two of them together. I can't remember what it's called mm, now. I know, and I of know. course, and of course, we're missing out on the Lebniz. Lebniz have got to be. Ah, oh, the Lebniz, whatever you want to yeah. call it. I'm sure nobody, nobody knows. Nobody knows how to nobody say knows. it. Um, <laughs> Lebniz is fine. So. <laughs> They're fantastic. Um, gold tier, Bourbons, um, no. Jaffa cakes. Not a biscuit. No. Uh, shortbread um, and Tunnock's tea cake. No. No. Yes. Not a tea cake. No. Yeah. I, like, I love a wafer. Gold tier is great. awful. Sorry about that. Not, not That's good, not good. Not shortbread, good. shortbread cookies I can get behind, but then I'm like, mm. it's only, I have to be like in that mood. Bourbon biscuits are average compared they're so like bad overrated. chocolate biscuit yeah it's, it's yeah. like when you're a kid you get excited but if you ever had one yeah. of those massive ones from like costa and i'm massive jammy jodgers the massive bourbons fucking terrible don't ever do it um jaffa no. cake I, I quite like a jaffa cake if, if i'm honest but again i've got to be in the mood it's again biscuit. it's crunchy it's also yeah it's isn't it about what what um what happens when you leave it out yeah doesn't yeah, a biscuit, biscuit go, soft, go soft and jaffa then cake cakes fast. go hard Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, rich tea in a oh, silver tier. Oh, rich tea, so basic. So basic. What is that? Caramel wafer. You like the caramel wafer. I think it's too hard. The caramel wafer's good though. Like I think it's better than the tea cake version of the tunnocks. You know, that's the other one. That's the other option for tunnocks, mm, isn't it? True. Um, party mm -hmm. rings. Standard. No. That's just. God awful. They're not. They're nostalgic though, and they're only like Still eighteen like calories. Them. Eighteen calories they, a biscuit, aren't they? They make my teeth feel weird. You know, you eat them. <laughs> that's that's because you're an old man. Um, and Lotus Biscoff, probably top. Like that's got to be up there, right? But yeah. of all the Lotus products, probably actually my least favorite, even though it's probably the original thing. Well, yeah, but but hang on, there's a 2.0 version of them now with the cream, the two together with the cream. Ah, the yeah, 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 I do know though. There's like they, they now, brought out their kind of Oreo based Lotus yeah, biscuit yeah, things now, with like chocolate cream, top. Lotus cream, the vanilla chocolate cream. cream one is top. The chocolate mm. cream one is top. They, they uh, you you can't stop eating them. They're dangerous. I remember, Luckily, yeah, when I saw them. we can't them. get them over here. I was just like, um, like I think it was like, well, which ones are we going to try? And I was like, all of them. <laughs> I was like, I'm buying all of them. <laughs> I was like, gosh, yeah, I'm not going to go which one. Um, all right, and then bottom tier, ginger nut. I'd agree with that. Um, yeah. I like gingerbread, but like, meh. I want it as a house, not as a nut. Um, chocolate finger. Are you joking? Oh, come on, they're, they're well so good. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> people do this. They do this again. We've established wine it before. It's all clickbait. It's all clickbait. I know. Maryland cookies, they're good. Oh, I think. they're well above rich tea. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking at that, like, well, as, as a kind of a biscuit, like bourbon, no. Shortbread, no. What, Tunnock's tea cakes? What the fuck? Like, you got to be super northern to put that up there, right? Um, that's, yeah, what is going on? Um, pink wafers. I love pink wafers. I'm not a huge fan of pink wafers, but I, I think they're, they're, they're still better than a lot of the others we just read out. 
they're better than a rich tea and they're better than a tonics tea cake yeah so that's anyway cakes cakes no biscuits um (laughs) daniel the uh the 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 thing the male and female um i know what you're gonna say what am i gonna say (laughs) so the study was um the best time to exercise differs for men and women says u.s study and um dan wrote Surely it depends which I identify as. I'm <laughs> uh, so childish. Huh? Um, I was like, oh no, it's going to be another one of those podcasts with Dan's just going to talk about whether he, the identification of. No, it's not. We're not going to dis- discuss that whatsoever, please. Well, it's, uh, and I saw in the comments <laughs> as well on the actual post on, on the Instagram, people put, oh, shock horror, there are actual biological differences between men and women. Yes, there are. Um, but anyway, but yeah, look, they, they, they kind of did a study and there's not very many people in the study, admittedly. Um, you're looking at in each subject group, there were about 15, 16 people. So they're comparing two groups of people who've got about 15 people in. So take the results, you know, with a pinch of salt, um, <laughs> yeah. a very big pinch of salt. Um, they basically found that uh da, 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 what we're we looking here that basically that women who exercised in the morning they lost a little bit more body fat uh in particularly from around the abdominal region <clears throat> um and it's really not by that much uh the differences to be fair you're not talking a lot um you're talking within measurement not measurement error, but within genetic differences, basically. And that men were stronger if they trained in the evening, I think it was. Was that it? Yeah, it was. They tended to, well, both women um, and men, if they wanted to get stronger, they should probably train in the evening. Yeah. Um, but if women wanted to burn more body fat, they would just train in the morning, essentially. Um, and it, men, yeah. it, it seemed like it didn't really matter what time they trained, but it was probably more predisposed, apparently, to the evening. Yes. And there's a few things to, <clears throat> to go over. Obviously, the small sample size is one. Um, the second thing is that all the dietary interventions were self-reported. So they were given a meal plan from a dietitian and told to stick to it. People don't do that. <laughs> Trust Just us. Just let you know. People don't do that. Um, so there's that element of it. Um, The exercise in the morning was also performed fasted. So they had their first meal late after training in the morning. So you would expect to see a higher amount of fat um, used as a fuel Mm. um, simply because there's less circulating glucose in the bloodstream. um, That's why fasted cardio is the only cardio you can do, right, Daniel? Well, exactly that. (laughs) Um, There were also eight peri to postmenopausal women. And hormonally, they will have a different response to training than women who aren't, for example. So that's another thing. Um, and again, like what I will say is that the, um, the, the differences between the two groups were really not very high or, or at all. And they can easily be explained, to be honest, by just going, well, genetically, we, lose, we all lose weight from different areas. Like if I was to like train now and go to deficit and Tom was, we would lose body fat from different areas. Some people lose it from their abdominal region. First, they have leaner arms, leaner legs, whatever it is. So you can't pick where you lose it from. Um, and, and that's kind of what this, what this shows really is that for all we know, the people that were 
that were we found that in the women that lost the weight um, more from training in the morning than training in the evening, well, they could have been more predisposed to losing it from the abdominal region, for example. They just could have done. Um, but interestingly, they both lost, um, I think, pretty similar amounts of body weight, which suggests that um, they were all probably in a pretty similar deficit and a pretty similar kind of thing. Um, and some people just lost it from their abdominals. Some people might have just lost it from their legs or, or their backs or whatever it would be. But they didn't really measure the other areas. So mm. it's kind of hard to know what, um, what kind of happened with that. So that's kind of looking at the, at the results and looking at the baseline stats and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, it, it's really nothing for anyone to be concerned about in any way, shape or form. Um, they kind of matched them up as best they could in terms of height and weight and, and all these things, body mass and heart rates and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's just the amount of change that these people are seeing, you know, in, in between the groups, it, you would never notice it by looking at anyone. You wouldn't go, oh, they've lost more from their, their middle than they have. You wouldn't know. It's not, it's not measurable in that way. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's quite interesting to know that pff, it, it doesn't make a difference, basically. Um, and our conclusion of if you were like, oh, I'm a female, I should probably make time in the morning to train because obviously that's what's more beneficial. Um, no, no. You make time when it suits your day and when you feel like you have the most energy to. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's, I would and it's say. no surprise that those in the evening were stronger because they've had the whole day to eat more food and to yeah. generally prime their CNS to be in a, in a much, much better position. Um, I think it's more just the, um, the, the body fat stuff that's just a little bit more, I suppose, frustrating because it just adds to this whole thing about like, oh, you know, you can, you know, you can target body fat by training in the morning. You can't. So don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. Like, it's really not that at all. It's just going to be genetic differences between the, the, the participants. So there yeah. you go. Um, it's basically what I would say. Um, I'm just, you know... Just double checking everything here. Total and regional body comps obtained with a DEXA scan. Um, so they checked for fat mass, fat free mass, and abdominal fat mass. Um, but they only talk about the abdominal, not really kind of like overall amounts in the in the actual news article. Um, which I'm going to try and read the, a little bit the, further the, while Tom the, talks. The funny, the well, the funny thing is, is that. <laughs> people were doing how many people one one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven uh 22 uh people i believe who have been cited um on this uh research and the, the thing is obviously they're in the they're in the field of research and this is what they do they come up with topics and then they try and research them to uh advise on basic things um and it's just it's just quite funny from us our position as kind of coaches as doers um i guess um it's like it creates unfortunately it creates confusion and it's kind of missing the forest for the trees kind of thing and it's like we would be like does it really matter no it doesn't really yeah. matter do we need to research this probably not um we need to probably just go can we and, properly and calorie match people and go yeah do this this means you lose weight and then people will just go oh that's what you need to do to lose weight all right that'll be more beneficial possibly uh, rather than the uh oh at three o'clock this person lost weight at four o'clock this person lost weight or 
for example. So just like, oh, unless you were to like, I feel like did, could they extrapolate the study of like, I don't know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to look. I just think looking at it, it's, it's just, it's all within the realms of, of normal numbers that you would see. So for example, the difference between the percent body fat that the AM and PM group lost was the same. Mm. So looking at these numbers here, it is not a lot. And this is the thing here is I want to stress this. This is an eight week thing, right? This is eight weeks they've done it for, right? The pre, the AM group on average was 30.7% body fat. And at the end of it, they were 29.3. So that's a drop of 1.4% body fat, which is fuck all. It's not, it's good, not worth, it? it's not worth it, right? <laughs> And then the PM group went from 32.2 to 31.4, which is 1.2%. So the difference in total body fat loss was 0.2% between the groups, 0.2%, which is within the which is in within the realms of genetic variances between the two groups, right? For one. Yeah. Bearing in mind there was only eight in each group, whatever it was, by the end of it, because of people dropped out. Then the abdominal fat has gone from 28.7%. To 26.1% in the AM group, which is a difference of 2.6%. And then it's gone from the PM group from 30.9 to 30, so 0.9, which is the reason there's a significant difference, is a 1.5% difference in that. The other thing you got to remember is you're doing it based on percentages, you're not doing it based on abdominal actual fat mass. So again, it also comes into it as to how much actual weight on the scale they lost as well, because then there's the percentage, well, it's like, well, the, the way DEXA scans work and the way you work out that percentage, they could have lost more body weight. So for example, the AM group could have actually not trained as hard and not gained as much muscle mass. They could have lost more muscle mass. So they could therefore, you know, change something about their muscle mass and how that works. And they could have lost more muscle mass. Their body weight's gone down or whatever it is, percentage could be higher. Um, is that right? Yeah, percentage would be higher then, wouldn't it? Yeah, total fat mass would be as a percentage higher. So yeah. you could argue that could be the case. It could be that the female group in, in the PM trained harder, gained more muscle mass, right? Then you look at fat-free mass, and you can see that the groups gained about the same in terms of fat-free mass. So it's like 1.5% the other way. So it's like it's just so negligible in terms of like the numbers you're talking about. Like if I did a study for eight weeks and I was doing this and I lost 1.4% body fat and I was told that that is significant, I'd be fuming. Like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. I could get you that. I could get you that in 10 days if you stuck to what I said. Like it, it's just not a lot. So I just don't think it's, it's, it's useful information or useful data in any way, shape or form, to be honest. Um, I really don't. Yeah. Hip fat. So they didn't talk about hip fat. What's that happened there? It's about the same, you know, no difference really. But the standard deviations are quite high. So there you go, that's what it's done it. Right, here we go, fucking hell. So the standard deviations of abdominal fat percentage were 10.7. So that means that the average, which is 28.7 to start with in the AM group, it means that the variance was between 23.7 and 33.7 variance and the abdominal fat standard deviation is the highest out of all of the percentage body fat measures so body fat hip fat fat mass and fat free mass were all around six to seven standard deviation 
and the abdominal fat was 10 standard deviation, which essentially means, for those that maybe aren't clued up with, with science stuff, means that of the abdominal fat percentages that were taken, they had the widest range of them. So they were all quite different, which again suggests that someone in that group may have had a slightly larger change or a slightly smaller change, and that would have affected the average because there's a larger range. So if one person did really, really well on that and one person did really, really shit, it kind of like skews the average a little bit. And interestingly, it is the highest standard deviation out of all of the things to measure, which again leads into it's obvious also as well, more likely to have measurement error within it because of the range of it as well. So yeah, I've only just picked up on that because I just checked. Um, mm. It's staring me in the face now, but yeah, that's <laughs> interesting as well. That is. It tends to happen when you when you see those pieces. Those, those those get bits of data just get deleted essentially, and then just like nope, yeah, that was so, that's like, an anomaly into- that doesn't doesn't normally exist yeah yeah to put it into layman's terms it's kind of like saying right we had 10 sprinters that ran 100 meters right if you had 10 sprinters that ran 100 meters in 10 seconds you said the average was 10 seconds oh you had 10 sprinters and five of them ran it in 15 seconds and five of them ran it in five it's the same average but the differences between the abilities of those people are very very different so any training protocol for those people wouldn't impact them very very differently mm. for those that maybe hopefully that makes it a little bit <laughs> um so yeah basically don't worry about it don't worry about what time of day you train train when you can easy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what time do you wait what time would you normally train or like to train um i usually train in the morning get it done yeah basically i think i've come i've come around to that it, it tends to not be the, the, the case i'd rather of, not i'd rather do it in the afternoon but yeah I tend I tend to train around like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, hmm. Tends to be the my, time. That's, just, that's kind my... of schedule permitting, basically. That's the only time I can fucking get there. Yeah. I think if I had my way and I could do it every day and I could plan it as I wanted it to, I think a really good solid breakfast and wait two hours, train, have lunch as my post-workout. I think that's how I would do it. Yeah, that's how Rather I Rather than like later on well. in the day. I think kind that's like would a... be... A 10.30-ish, 11 o'clock time. Yeah, not like, because then I haven't got loads of food in me. I've got enough. It's digested. It's light. Cup of, you know, a cup of coffee, plenty of water, hydrated, feel good. I think if I left it three or four, I might get a little bit like, oh, a bit tired. Like, oh, yeah, that's issue, man. So I think <laughs> like, that's, that would be the optimal for me um, to feel, feel strong and feel good. But, I mean, technically, I probably could do that if I really wanted to, but... Maybe I should. Maybe that's what I should do. Just be like, no, I'm doing it. Clients can wait. Um, yeah, maybe I'll get back into the swing of things and do that. Because I, I technically can do it as well as an online coach. It's kind of, if I really wanted to. But there you go. Playing golf tomorrow, first thing in the morning, 6 a.m. That's not good. Like, I'd much rather play later on in the day and give myself some uh, some time to to warm up. But, you know. Again, beggars can't be choosers. You just, you know, the way it is, you have to just do what you can. Correct. Anyway, um, so one of my education sessions today, we did a little discussion. We were scientists because that's what we are. Um, I know. Um, I decided to set upon the task of my uh, coaches, six of them, seven of them, I don't know, um, to basically, we have in all third spaces, um, um, it's similar to something I did the other week, but we've got a new piece of kit, 
which is uh, made by a company called Normatech. Dan will be uh, uh, kind of familiar with them because they might have been being used around the time we were in football, but not so much maybe from our clubs. I don't know. But there's like these um, compression air leg things for recovery. All about the compression, yeah. All about those yeah. big, basically. So you can do them on arms and legs. I, I don't really see the point of the arm ones. Um, I guess it, I guess it can do the same thing, but I just never feel that fatigued because arms tend to not feel as fatigued as legs because you don't use them much. Um, mm. Shock. All right. Um, so put them on the legs. So they're for recovery, kind of like mimics. Uh, imagine putting a bread, like a blood pressure cuff on your arm and it's going to mimic that kind of pulsation effect. And it's kind of just going to kind of, uh, if anybody knows what effluage is from massage, they're kind of like increasing blood flow, all that kind of stuff. And it's going to, I, I use the thing of like using, getting like, um, if you had a frube and you were trying to get the yogurt out your frube and it pushes up towards mm. the top, that's what it's doing with your leg. <laughs> it's just about right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So cause yeah, it's just like pumping all the angry lymph, for crap um all the way up to yeah, so recovery protocol but i in in essence was like all right the only way we could possibly do anything on this right now is testing like range of motion testing against other recovery protocols it's the only real thing we can do as scientists right now so we're going to do that and the only data i think unfortunately that we could take as a gym will be have to be qualitative 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 data has to be anecdotal um it has to be just like how did you feel after this how did you feel a day after using it how did you blah 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 all that kind of mm. stuff and that's the only way you like we can't really unless it's like i don't think you can add performance-based data because we're not going to be able to like measure the like the fatigue or the lactate asset buildup or something like that and how far it's gone mm. it's not possible in gym facilities right so um i'd like to see that that's the case and also the premise of dan if you were going to use these garments um would you use it straight after workout would you use it a few hours after workout would you use it the day after the workout would you use it depending on the workout you did you wouldn't do it straight after would you that's the thing right so it's there like to use straight after and i was just like to the guys i was like i don't think we use it then i was like i don't think you use it straight after or after you just showered and got out i don't think yeah. i i think the premise of that is dumb i was like sarcomeres are teared all that kind of shit your body's starting to try yeah. and recover you don't try and just like increase like tearage and all that kind of bullshit i don't no. I, I feel like you're gonna i feel like you're gonna elongate recovery by doing that um so i would be like all right i want i feel like you have to wait till that evening like at least like yeah. six hours maybe for like if you think about it, like aerobic recovery starts to happen after about six hours perhaps six to kind of 12 hours possibly mm -hmm. um but then i was like maybe it's the day after is the the thing that you'd probably use it off like a certain yeah. like heavy heavy leg session or something that you're feeling fatigued that you want to be able to do it so it's interesting anyway uh, i digress so we used that and what i set out was uh we're gonna do um i taught them a eli's test a little modified thomas test and just some hamstring flexibility stuff and then um got them all to assess each other pair up one person put the normal text on for 10 minutes okay so they sat there in recovery mode i would expect okay so the premise was with a test range of motion pre 
put them on. I would expect even with that, just to like maybe increase range of motion a little bit to chill them out, desensitize their muscle and go. I would, that being, that was what I would hypothesize. So, and then I got the rest of them. So we paired up, I, um, and then we did static stretching on each like leg for three minutes at a time on each like little muscle group. Um, and then we did, whilst this is all happening. So one person did that. Um, one person did, um, partnered foam rolling. So that is, and I didn't realize that they didn't know what that was. And I was like, is it not self-explanatory? I was like, you're getting foam rolled by you, <laughs> by the other person. I was like, they're like, what? I thought foam roll was just for you. I was like, yeah, but if you foam roll yourself, you will always back off. Yeah. If you get foam rolled by someone else, they don't know what pain you're in. Therefore, they push hard. So yeah. administer. <laughs> They're like, shit. And I was like, actually, you know what? Go grab a wooden dowel and you're going to do it with a wooden dowel instead of a foam roller because I know that's going to hurt and it's going to make some sort of desensitization of change and that fucking painful. They're like, fuck you, Tom. And I was like, for the sake of science, we're going to do it. Um, then we did that. And then one of the others, uh, they had the easy job of just grabbing a Theragun and they just blitzed for like 10 minutes along the legs. So like two, three minutes per pop. So did um, hamstring, Eli's, Thomas um, tests. And you know what happened, Dan? After 10 minutes of stretching and all these protocols? No, what happened, Tom? I would say no visual significant difference on any of them. <laughs> no way. You don't uh, say shock that oh, and it's no, surely the theragon works surely <laughs> it was a case of um just anic i was like all right did we have any visual because we took pictures compared them a little bit was there any visual difference in like hamstring flexibility or like quad quite quad flexibility over hip and knee um and then i was like no cool all right anecdotally the person who got the massage or got the percussive therapy who got the foam roller do you feel better they were like, yes, I feel like I have more range. All right, so that's all it's for, <laughs> unfortunately. And same with the recovery protocol. It, he felt better. Um, apart from Annie, who I static stretched, and he was like, I feel worse. <laughs> so poor lad. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. So I think you take it with a pinch of salt. And it's like what we said previously, right? If you want to do it, do it. But it's not mandatory. The chances are you probably will feel better. And it's desensitizing. You feel like you might be more be able to go and train a little bit harder but that's it yeah that's yeah. it if you do it you want to do it um i like doing it dan doesn't we differ an opinion on this and that's it so and it doesn't matter i i don't do it for a long time fuck me i'll do it for like three minutes and that's it that's all it takes my mind's ready but there was one of those studies that like they put in like they took static stretching out of some sprinters like um routine for like six weeks and actually had decreased performance over six weeks because they were so used to doing it so they weren't, yeah. didn't feel, their body didn't feel as prepared. And they're like, oh, but what about the decrease of power from static stretching? And it's like, it doesn't fucking matter if they feel uncomfortable as crap and they have terrible training session. So, yeah, yeah. all about uh, some sort of mindset. Um, yeah. But it was yeah, nice. Well, that was the thing. It was funny. It was, it was listening. It was like the Champions League final. Um, the delay to that, there was all the talk about, oh, is it going to affect them? Is it going to do this? And it's like, physically, no. Yeah. Mentally, though, Mentally, like, yes. It's like out of a routine, like, you know, all that sort of stuff. It, it can affect people. Um, 
so yeah, that's the that's the thing with all with athletes at this level sometimes is it's you know, it can affect you can be affected by a, a change in routine, whether it's stretching, whether it's the right thing to do or not. And that's why with the theraguns with athletes, I don't mind them because it's it's about for them, they're preparing for competition in a different way. But the everyday person in the gym, you see LeBron James using it, and you think, oh, it must work. It's like, no, LeBron James needs to perform at that level. So even if mentally he thinks it's giving one percent, he should do it. Hundred percent he should do it. You do you are not LeBron James, you're not competing, you are leaving your desk to go to the gym to train. Like you do not need a theragun. Don't be so stupid. Like it, it's that, isn't it? It's understanding that a little bit. Um, yeah, you will miss out on. Beautiful. I think we'll we'll bring it to a close, Daniel. Nice solid forty minutes of of sorts. Um, any other busyness? Not from me. No, not from me either. I feel like there is, but I don't know what it is. Obviously, anyway. Anyone who wants coaching, just reach out to us. We're not full. We're never full. Always, so, <laughs> always, always welcome to a chat. Book yeah. in for a chat. We both got you got Calendarly. Have you got Calendarly? What, what's your book? Nah, system? just message me. Just message me. Just message you. I'm not. I'm well, not if... high fly like Tom. I, I don't. Need, I haven't got <laughs> PA to do all my admin for me. I don't have a PA. I wish I did. Um, but if you legitimately just want to book in, you can book in that. Fuck it. It's easy. If it's your schedule and mine. But if you just want to message me, then do that as well. Lovely. Um, yeah, no, it's for me. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. See you later.